Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHGO Cubs podcast. Happy Tuesday, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera. Still no Luke Stuckmeyer. I believe he'll be back tomorrow, according to our schedule. But no promises. But I think he will be back tomorrow. Uh, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe <laughs> button. Uh, so, I guess we'll just kind of jump right into it. I would just like to say that we deserve credit. I say this every show, that we deserve credit for something, but legitimately, we actually deserve some credit. We manifested, Tyler Glasnow, uh, trade rumors. Uh, trading for Tyler Glasnow trade rumors. We talked about Tyler Glasnow yesterday. Uh, I wake up this morning uh, in my bed, roll over, instead of opening up Circa uh, Sportsbook or DraftKings Sportsbook or any sportsbook at all, uh, I open up Twitter and I see that John Morosi says that uh, the Cubs have talked to... The Rays about Tyler Glass now and Shane Bieber. Uh, so credit to us, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. We Was it manifested? Yeah, we manifested. We manifested. Right? We manifested so the rumor. We the haven't rumor. manifested the trade yet. <laughs> like, you know, when, when the trade happens, credit to us as well. But we have manifested the conversation. There you go. That's good. And another one now. Actually, yeah. We've manifested even more conversations. Apparently. Right. Right. Uh, if you're just jumping in, you see the headline. Yes, Shane Bieber is also part of the the trade rumors. I guess it's the rumor mill. Yeah, the rumor mill. So apparently, it's uh, again John Morosi tweeted this. Um, the Cubs and the Reds have checked in on both these guys. So a little bit of a division, right? Well, I don't. You consider the Reds rivals? Not really. Well, but divisional arms race. Yeah, you, divi- you know, two teams in the same division. Uh, you know, bidding for. Two really good pitchers. Um, so, I guess, you know, if you want to know, I, we can talk about Glassnell some more if you want, but I think with Shane Bieber at the very least, uh, we haven't really talked a lot about him. I, I, I think over the course of CHGO Cubs' existence, we have seen a lot of people in the chat say that the Cubs should go after Shane Bieber. Um, so, I think there will be a lot of the same reaction to this in the chat today in terms of wanting him or not wanting him. I think, obviously, I think it's a, it could be 50-50 in terms of fan perspective. Um, but I was looking at Shane Bieber's numbers, and I feel like it's very similar to Tyler Glass now and to what you would have to move for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends. Uh, like, what... I mean, it's two different organizations, too. It depends on what they'd want for them. 
Um, well, for, first I want to say, like, you, you mentioned the Reds earlier. Mm-hmm. Is that not surprising to you? Like, that the Reds are the, part of <laughs> like, trade. these trade rumors and stuff like that. Like, I'm a little surprised. They're yeah. not. They're never. They don't really ever feel part of like these big. Yeah. Like, well, it's just because I feel like they've just been outside of like one year, like the the COVID year when they, you know, they had Castellanos and Jesse Winker and like some of those guys, and you know, they had Luis Castillo too. Like outside of that year and like way back when when I was in college, the Reds. I feel like they've just been tanking my entire life. And this past year, they exceeded expectations, like yeah. a, a big expectation. I mean, we were in a playoff race with them all season. Uh, obviously, they have some nice young talent, but they don't have yeah. any pitching. So am I surprised they're part of being part of these types of trade talks? In some aspects, yes, because I'm not used to it. But also yeah, at the yeah, same time, as far as going into next season, like obviously the Reds need to add a pitching. Well, I think it's also part of it that they have a really good farm system, so they have That's the, true. The, the prospect depth to make one of these trades. and. Like they have, yeah, they have really good players. I mean, Hunter Green as a starter, like he'll mm-hmm. he'll figure out eventually. He's a really good starter. Um, you know, Ellie De La Cruz at shortstop. They they got really good players. So Matt McClain, really good cheap players is also yeah. the thing. Like they're 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 good and cheap, so they could go out and mm-hmm. either spend a little bit of money or trade for a guy that costs a little bit of money because the rest of their team isn't going to cost as much. Mm-hmm. So I think like. To me, it was surprising that I was surprised a little bit to see just the name in general. But when you look into it, it's kind of like okay, like these. It does make some sense that they would be involved in them. Um, but back to your question, uh, Bieber. Yeah, I don't know. Was was Bieber like twelve and a half million or something like that? He's due this yeah. year. Twenty eight years old, I want to say. Um, it, yeah, he's twenty eight. It doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, two different organizations. I don't know what they'd want. I don't think the. The, the return would have to be so much different for either of them. So I think that like the returns or what you'd have to give up would, would be similar. I will say that outside of that, like I just don't know that Bieber, like Bieber's a really good pitcher, obviously, like a, mm-hmm. um, you know, former Cy Young Award winner, two-time All-Star, but he has trended down in the fastball velocity department the last couple of years. Yep. I mean, his his fastball velocity is thirteenth percentile in the major leagues last year um his whiff rate is 37th percentile strikeout rate 28th percentile ground ball rate great 75th percentile but like we're talking about adding swing and miss yeah we've talked about adding swing and miss more velo all that kind of stuff and if you're adding bieber who again is a good pitcher you're adding a lot of what the cubs already have and i think that's what we talked about like them going out and and just like, like switching things around a little bit. Like they don't have to completely overhaul and bring in everyone that's just crazy velo, but like bring in guys that have different looks. We talked about Glasnow yesterday. He he does that. He has the mm-hmm. velo. He has the swing and miss. Shane Bieber, at least last season, and, and the way things have trended down for him with the in the fastball velocity department. Like he's, I don't know, because we. I don't know if the Cubs could bring him in and, like, get him back. Like, they got Kyle Hendricks up, like, a mile per hour mm-hmm. through a program over the offseason. I don't know what that would take, but to see the way he's trended to more of what the Cubs already have mm-hmm. and and a little bit softer throwers but good contact managers and, and, and command guys, they have that. And I think if I'm looking at it as the Cubs, I would say I want a guy – I want more – variability in my rotation i want the guys that can get me more swing and miss because we have a guy like justin Steele who is who has really good command 
misses barrels. Like he's he's the command guy, softer thrower. Kyle, Kyle Hendricks is that as well. Tyone is kind of like that. He throws a little bit harder, but he's still a lot more of like a contact manager guy. Um, if he could develop more swing and miss, that'd be great. But like Jordan Wick, same thing. More of a, doesn't have a ton of swing and miss. Bieber, you're adding that again. Really good pitcher would be a good addition to the rotation, just on the surface. But if I'm looking at if I'm looking for more swing and miss, more velo in the rotation, I don't know if Bieber does that. More, it's definitely not as much as Glasnow would. Based off recent play, I would agree. Um, I'm looking at the chat. Our friend Gary says Bieber not really an option. Just trying to drive down the price on Glasnow. I could see that because obviously you know the Cubs are interested in Tyler Glasnow too, as sure. an actual rumor. Um, I think we're getting a, it's a little bit of a mix in here. Some people are, you know. You know, Gary also says Bieber's lost his fastball. His arm is in trouble based out of reports, uh, based on reports out of Cleveland. I and didn't see that, but he did, he did miss most of like most of the second half of last season with I think it was right elbow inflammation. Like yes. he he made two starts after July 9th because of that at so the that very is, end of the year. Yeah, like right at the very end of the year. So there is maybe some that, injury and, concern there. Right. Well, and I the only reason that I bring it, I say that it was at the very end of the year, is that it shows that he was healthy. At the very end yeah. of the year. So it's not like you're going into next year with a guy that, you know, hasn't pitched in recent months. Yes, it was only two starts. Yes, he had some injury problems this past season, but he's healthy at the end of the year. So he, if they traded for him, he'd be ready to go, spring training and all that. Mm. To play devil's advocate, because for the most part, I do agree with you that I would rather have Tyler Glass now than... Shane Bieber, based off the stuff and the different look he would bring in the rotation, Shane Bieber has shown to be an elite starting pitcher. Yeah. He won an AL Cy Young Award. I know it was in the 2020 Mickey Mouse COVID year, whatever you want to call it, but I believe that's the year they won. And he had the year before in 2019, 5.5 uh, F4. Uh, he had strikeouts per nine, 10.88 in 2019, 14.20 in 2020. Of course, 12 starts again in the Cy Young season. 2021, 12.48 strikeouts per nine. And then it started to dip from there. Mm. So my thinking is, is, all right, again, playing devil's advocate here. He's, he, he, he has one year left to control. So he has one year to prove that he, that he is actually the guy that, you know, the first three, four seasons with Cleveland – to prove that he is that guy and not the guy that's been pitching the last two years. I will say in 2022, when the numbers still st- uh, started to drop, he still pitched 200 innings Yeah. in 2022. Yeah, 288 ERA. Right. Like, he was great. still was really great. good, was right? Great. Yeah. And, um, that, and that's what I'm saying is he is still – like he is a really good pitcher. Like don't get me wrong, just because he's trended down in the velocity, he's mm-hmm. getting more ground ball. Like he's still a good pitcher and he's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. But I, I think my point is more – like there is some injury risk there. There is the risk of like what's been happening to him. Why is he? Why is his fastball velocity down so much? Like, risk versus reward between him and Glasnow. I'm kind of. I'm, I'm still at the point where it's like, I want to diversify the rotation a little bit. Yeah, Glasnow does that a little bit. He's gonna. He probably, he probably has more injury risk than Shane Bieber does, right? Just because he hasn't had like a fully healthy season mm-hmm. in Glasnow, so he probably has a little bit more of a risk. But the reward is. Hey, we actually have a guy that has, a, like, I, I think it was a closer to elite fastball velocity when he's healthy and he has the swing and miss. Like that, 
I think, that, I think that's my whole point is like, well, the Cubs would obviously be better, like be better having Bieber. No, don't get me wrong. Like, they will be better team if they were to get Bieber and not Gladwell. They'll still be a good team mm-hmm. or a, a better team, They an improved team. How about that? Getting Glass now just diversifies the rotation a little bit more than than Bieber does. And I think that's mm-hmm. – if I'm the Cubs looking at it, that's what I want is just mm-hmm. get me some velo, get me some swing and miss. I think that, that's why I look at Glass now. But Bieber, again, as I'm saying – he is still a very good pitcher. The team, if that's the guy the Cubs went out and got, like that's risk, quote unquote risk. That's a risk they should be willing to take because he's not that expensive. He's got one year, probably not going to cost you a whole lot. And he's a guy, yeah, like as you said, he's, he's, he has been a very good pitcher in the past. Yeah. You know, I, we talked about yesterday when it came to Glassnow and why the Cubs would be able to get him without having to move a guy like PCA or Cade Horton or – you know, I don't even think you'd have to move a Kevin Alcantara for him or anything. I, I, I think you'd have to move a top 10 guy. You mentioned Hayden Wisniewski if, if we're talking about major league players. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel the same about Shane Bieber because the last two years, despite the fact that he's been very, he's been, he's been very good, he just hasn't been what, like, his peak form. He started to trend down. And again, one year left to control says everything about what the Cubs would have to move to get him. I think you'd have to send a better prospect for a guy like Bieber out rather than um, class now. But I just think that one year control left really isn't going to force the Cubs to have to send anyone crazy yeah. for him. So, uh, you know, related to like the injury stuff, you know, when we talked about glass now, never had 30 starts in a season. Shane Bieber has done it twice. Pitched 200 innings twice. 21 starts last year, 128 innings pitched. The same, honestly, the same as Tyler Glasnow. Um, and he's 28, so two years younger than, than Tyler Glasnow. So, again, I'm playing mainly devil's advocate here because I agree I'd rather have Glasnow more than Bieber, but uh, I just think that I, I agree with what you're saying in terms of just the look and the rotation. If the Cubs didn't have a Kyle Hendricks or a Justin Steele already in the rotation, then I'd be very much on board for Shane Bieber. Yeah. Uh, and that said, though, I, as someone who has a lot of belief in the pitch lab, who's to say the Cubs couldn't get him back on track? And I, that's the risk or the hope that that the that the Cubs could create if they did trade for Bieber and if you weren't able if you didn't have to trade uh you know massive pieces for Bieber which you shouldn't have to who's to say that that wouldn't turn into a really uh, a move we look back on and think wow that was a great move by Jed no I mean it, it totally could I it totally could it would just be like again when I mentioned Kyle Hendricks earlier with the the, the velo program they put him on last offseason during his recovery from the capsular tear in his right shoulder, like he, it, it did show some improvement. He, he didn't like start blowing fastballs by people, but he did get up a tick or two um, on the gun, which was great to see because Kyle Hendricks hit like 90 miles per hour on a fastball for the first time in years yeah. last season, like a, a few times too. So I was like, that was really good to see. And that's like a sign that like, hey, if they were to get Bieber and put him through a, a similar program, could they get – a couple ticks back on that fastball. Maybe. I'm not saying they, they, they couldn't or could or couldn't, but they've shown that they've been able to do it with someone in the past. Um, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. With Bieber, too, like he, he's missed 
like we talked about, he missed pretty much the entire second half of last season. Um, I think he missed most of the second half of 2021. Um, like he went on the 60-day IL in July 2021. Um, after yeah, he was put on the he was put on the 10-day IL uh, in June 2021. Then was transferred to the 60-day in July and didn't come back till September 24th. So that's two of the last three seasons he's essentially missed the entire second half of the season. Mm-hmm. There's just some injury risk there. That again, Absolutely. Tyler Glasnow has the same thing. That there's going to be risk with some of these guys. If I'm again, I'm, my my point is, if I'm sitting here and I'm talking about risk and who, what what is the risk I'd rather take? It's probably Glasnow, just because of the potential to have a really good pitcher that is different than what you already have in the rotation. Yeah, I agree. I'm um, looking at the chat. Uh, hello, Barb. We are live. Barb, um, I don't think Shane Bieber is related to Justin Bieber. No, he's not related to Justin Bieber. However, that'd be hilarious if he was. Um, <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, it's in the grand scheme, it's it's a it's good to see the Cubs are part of these discussions because I, I, in general, I do think that this is all part of a some sort of big play. Yeah, you know, it, well, it's kind of like the Bo Bichette rumor that came out last week. Like the Cubs called and checked in on Bo Bichette. Is that something that's really going to happen? I don't fully believe that that's going to happen at all. But to see them out there being part of these conversations, it's a big deal because they haven't been part of these types of conversations the last handful of years. So I'm intrigued to see what move they want to go with. And again, winter meetings are next week, so... I just yeah. feel like the dominoes are waiting to fall. What was the last big trade the Cubs had where they were bringing someone in? Not not selling. shipping guys out, <laughs> like bringing someone in. I'm trying to think of it. It was it. Castellanos. Is that it? 19? 2019, yeah. Castellanos, that was a midseason. Yeah, it was a midseason trade. But if we're talking about like offseason. Off-season. Probably been. Like, I, I'm blanking, but like, yeah, I guess Castellanos would be the last big trade to bring someone in at any point in the year yeah yeah. um so yes i I mean i'm with you it's like it's good to see the cubs being on the other side of this where they're now they've had the season where they were playoff contenders they were they were close to making it now they can go out and it's not time to trade people anymore it's time to bring guys in i think that's a good thing for the cubs it's a good thing for us with, with the show um it makes it helps us out, but it's a good thing to see the Cubs on the other side of it, where they're not, yeah, they're not sending guys out and trying to bring in prospects and rebuild the farm system. They've done all that, and now you're seeing the Cubs actually be players in, at least rumored to be players in these kind of markets where it just hasn't happened in a while. And they, but that's what they should be, right? They shouldn't be a rebuilding team. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's like a, maybe they have to retool one year. Maybe they have to sell the deadline, right? The Yankees did that in 16 when the Cubs got Chapman, but they didn't rebuild. They were right back in the ALCS the next year. They, you might have a down year and you need to sell the deadline. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't be in a constant rebuild if you're a team like the Cubs. I think that they have the resources. I think they have people, um, you know, heading the departments, front office, all that. They have organizational health where they shouldn't be in a position where they're not in the rumors to bring some of these big names in. I think that, sh- that should be – a yearly expectation that they are doing this. They don't have to always bring guys in, right? Mm-hmm. They don't always have to sign the biggest free agent or um, trade for the biggest trade candidate, but they should be in these rumors every year. And if they're not, then that's a bad offseason. Right. I will say, you know, I, I understand the fans who could be very frustrated with the fact of just being part of the rumors and then nothing happening. Um, 
so I understand that aspect too. Like if you just, if you don't agree with what I said in terms of, you know, it's good to see them part of these conversations, but the Cubs have been rumored in like all kinds of things. This, this, just this last month since the, since the postseason ended. And so whether it's Tyler Glass now, whether it's Shane Bieber, whether it's Juan Soto, Pete Alonzo, uh, <laughs> Bo Bichette, like it seems like you said they're doing their due diligence and that excites me because it feels like they're going to do something. Someone in the chat said, and I will not acknowledge his name because he's been very mean to Omar in the chat, and I do not like that because Omar is here every day. <laughs> I got your back, Omar. Omar. All right. Uh, someone in the chat says that he hopes that Bellinger signs soon and, o- and Otani goes to L.A. and the Cubs get nothing. Um, sounds, sounds like a troll. Yeah, I was say, sounds like we have a troll in the chat. They give you to be in the chat on a Tuesday at one forty, bro. At, at least give the throw a like if yeah, you're throw troll a like, chat. please. A like. He's just jealous. <laughs> Is he? People are saying, yeah. don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Well, that's that's why they come into the chat. We have one hundred and forty-four watching right now. Thirty-four likes. Please hit the like button. Appreciate y'all. Um. So. Anyway, I, in terms of glass now like actually being a real trade rumor now it act that excites me a little bit more and it, we talked a lot yesterday about why he would be a great it'd be a great situation for the cubs if they were to get glass now because again you're not gonna have to give up a, a huge haul for him he's got one year left to really prove that he you know deserves any kind of big money so he's gonna have a lot of motivation going into next year anyway the rays don't want to pay that 25 million dollars because they're the rays I, I'm, I'll just be honest and say that I feel like that's a little bit more real than I felt yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it would make sense. All the, the rumor made sense at the time. The discussion makes sense. And now, like, the real rumor, like, it, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, and, and who Tyler Glass now is, who the Rays are. Um, but like I said, like, last offseason, are the Cubs in this mix? Maybe not. But it, it, the Cubs should be in a mix for a guy like this. Mm-hmm. When the rumors are coming out that Tyler Glass is going to be traded from the Rays, and that's that's the rumor, mm-hmm. the Cubs should be involved in that rumors, and that's what I'm trying to say. Like that's where the Cubs should be, pretty much on an annual basis mm-hmm. of, of being involved in that rumors. They don't have to always get the guy. A bigger name goes on the market, and, and it makes sense and it fits for the Cubs. They should be involved in that. Yeah, uh, Captain Tater Tot in the chat says. He's pretty sure the last big trade the Cubs made in the offseason to bring a dude in was either 2015 when they brought in Fowler or 2017 with Wade Davis. So, actually, like as as far as like in the offseason, Wade Davis might legitimately be that guy. Because in the 20, like going into the 2018 season, they just made free agent signings. I don't remember any big trade. There weren't even any big free agent signings in 18 either, were they? Well, no, going into oh, 18, oh, that's sorry, when yeah, they signed yeah, Darvish, Darvish yeah. and the two uh, relievers. I'm thinking 19 and the guy you always like to bring up. God, don't bring up his name. <laughs> I'll be like Brendan when it comes to bringing up that guy's name. Um, so, yeah, like, that only emphasizes even more that, like, it's kind of, like, odd in a way to see them in part of these rumors. And I've seen some discourse 
related to like who like not necessarily who but like how the Cubs should add to their starting rotation whether it's via trade or free agency mm. I think that be, <laughs> because I'm so on board for Otani that I honestly wouldn't mind if they traded for a starting pitcher and then and if they if they if they traded for like Glass now or even Bieber whatever one of the two or hold they, hold the spot in the rotation. Is that what yeah, you're trying to say? Yeah, to to get that to hold one that spot year. for one year, and then if you can't get Yamamoto, then there's still other guys on the free agent market that I'm okay with that that could be nice placeholders. Because and then if, you have Otani coming in. Yeah, because again, you you're gonna have you're gonna have Otani in 2025, theoretically, theoretically hopefully, yeah. if everything goes right, and I'm willing to make that risk. All right. Uh, then, then I, and on top of the fact that Kate Horton will, yeah. you know, he's going to make his debut in 2024 if all things go well and he stays healthy and he shows out, shows like the, the promise that he, yeah. theoretically has. We'll see what Ben Brown's able to do. Right, right. You have all these things, and then when you go into 2025, the rotation could theoretically be built a lot more from within, more so than free agency, and. I think that the I think that's the way the Cubs really want to go. They they want to build their pitching through within. Of course, you're going to need one or two free agents, you know, Otani in 2025, whatever, mm-hmm. to put the team over the top. Yeah. But it it we've talked about it before where sometimes it feels like the way the 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 the, the Jed Hoyer era, they want to spend money on bats and try to build in build through within and the pitching more so Mm. and again a lot thing a lot of things have to play out and i'm i'm thinking more 2025 in this 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 conversation now but that's why i'm i'm on board for a guy like glass now or bieber because it's just one year and if they show out and earn themselves a big paycheck the cubs can either pay pay them to stay or you got a really good year out of them and you didn't have to you, you don't have to trade a ton for him that that's why one or the two or hell you don't let me dream about both like makes sense for this team it's kind of like what we said about bellinger right yeah you know obviously like it would be great if the cubs re-signed cody bellinger like he earned the contract that he's gotten but if the cubs don't re-sign him he goes somewhere else someone pays more for him or whatever it is Mm -hmm. they got a great year out of cody bellinger they got a year where he probably could have got. Did he garner any MVP votes? I think he did, right? He got yeah, a handful. Yeah, he had a handful of MVP votes, and and he carried the offense at times when they needed him. He led the team, and like they got a great season out of Cody Bellinger. No one regrets getting Cody Bellinger just because they might not re-sign him, right? Like if he goes somewhere else, he goes to the Yankees or whatever. People aren't going to regret the one season they had of Cody Bellinger because it was worth it. He had a great season for him. Like that's. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the same thing. It's like. Yes, you'd have to give up someone. You have to give up someone to go get Glass now on Bieber. It's a little bit of a different situation, but I don't think unless that person you give up turns into a a really really good starter, I don't think you're going to regret it as long as you get at least a solid season out of either of those guys. Absolutely, like, I, I think it's worth the risk. We're all about taking risks this off season, man. We haven't been taking any risks. We haven't seen any risk out of the jo- the uh, Jed Hoyer era. I'm ready to to see. To see us put some real a real team together, and that's how you put a real team together is by making some risks. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know what's not a risk? Taking AG one. That's well, only going to make your life better. I was going to say when I start getting like stressed out because I'm taking a risk, I like to drink AG one. Well, there you go. If you're a longtime listener, you might know we've we've been friends with AG one for what 
our entire a year existence. and a half now, our <laughs> entire existence. So I've been drinking AG1 since then. Um, when I started drinking AG1 daily, um, you know, I could feel a real difference in my daily health, had more energy, also felt more relaxed, um, and I could focus better. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Um, I recommend AG1 to all my family and friends because AG1 has a team of doctors and scientists. It's tested for 950 contaminants. It's NSF certified for sport. It is formulated based on the latest science and maintains high quality standards. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why they've been a partner with CHGO for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash CHGO Cubs. That's drinkag1.com slash CHGO Cubs. Check it out. Absolutely. While you check that out, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, it's all it's 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 over here at CHGO. But our friends at Ray Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, and Ram and Fox Lake, they're still going till the end of the month. Big of them, credit to them. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, if you are, then Again, we have great news for you. We are on the same team as Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and Fox Lake. At Ray CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during the Black Friday sales event at Ray CDJR and Fox Lake, 0% financing is now available on select new models all month long. But that's not all. Just for listening, you get a free oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at RayCDJR slash service. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit RayCDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com serving the community since 1963. Literally, I think that's even longer than Luke Stuckmeyer has been alive. I think, if I'm mathing correctly, yes. Something like that. <laughs> Don't let the facts get yeah. have a good story. Um, so, obviously, the, the glass now in the, in the Bieber news or rumors coming out today was huge. I was looking, I was reading The Athletic today. Big of me to admit, credit to me. Uh, Ken Rosenthal wrote uh, wrote some you know he, he puts out these articles like what's mm -hmm. going on around the league what he's hearing and stuff like that and he kind of you know doubled down a little bit on the Juan Soto stuff you know we haven't talked about Juan Soto it feels like in a few weeks um, he still hasn't been traded by the Padres but he basically says that there's no possible way that Juan Soto isn't getting traded yeah uh, this offseason and um, I, I just like to point out the fact that he says in this article from The Athletic, they have six pitchers who, are com who combined for nearly 700 innings with the Padres last season. That's Blake Snell, Seth Lugo, Michael Waka, Nick Martinez, Luis Garcia, Josh Hader. 700 combined innings. All right. 
So, theoretically, if if the Padres going to need some pitching, right? Mm-hmm. 700 innings they that are on the open market right now. The Cubs have some pitching that they can deal away yeah. for a guy like Juan Soto. It makes so much sense for the Cubs to be part of this conversation, and it feels like they've kind of fallen out of it or there hasn't even really been a real rumor yeah. that they've been part of it. And I'm just emphasizing here again that, again, I, I know we just talked about Glass now and Bieber and how like I kind of like that idea of the one year with them. It's, like, it's almost the same thing with Juan Soto because if you get Juan Soto for one really good year and he balls out and he, and he has, you know, earns this huge paycheck, you can either pay him or you still have guys coming up too or you're still going to if if you if you sign Otani too you you like there's so many different scenarios yeah. right but at the end of the day going into 2024 with Juan Soto on your roster is better than going into 2024 with not Juan Soto on your roster so like there's i just feel like there's so many things the Cubs will still be able to do even if they can't retain him but the biggest point here is that the Cubs have pitching that they can move for a guy like this who's going to who's going to cost a lot of money next year for a team that's trying to shred payroll. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why the Cubs aren't part of these rumors right now at least. At least yeah. it feels like. Yeah, I And I, I I wonder how much like of that is just as far as like the rumors go, it's like you know the Cubs maybe not let Soto's not a priority, but like their priority is Shohei Otani, right? Like, yeah. because when you look at it, if they're going after Shohei Otani, if they get Shohei Otani, like, of course you would still want Juan Soto on your team, and you'd figure out a way to fit him in. Mm-hmm. But like, Soto or Otani is going to be your DH. Soto's best position for the Cubs at like right now, the way the roster is constructed, is probably at DH. Yep. So that obviously brings a little bit of like a conundrum, and you'd have to figure out like, oh, how can we get. Soto to, uh, to left field, right? Do we have to move Hap over to center field? Do we have to trade Hap? Like that, you'd have to figure that out as a way to get, if you were to get both of them on the team. So I think, I don't think it's that like the Cubs don't have any interest in Juan Soto. I think it's more that like Shohei Otani seems like the the target, right? Like yeah. that, that's the guy they want, and they want to get him before they want to do all these other things. So I, yeah, I don't. It makes sense to go after Otani first and then Soto. If, or, they, if they were to know. lose out on Otani, I think they would definitely be there, there, would, there would be more interest from that from that side for Juan Soto. I think yeah. not that there's not any interest in general, and mm-hmm. I think again they would love to have both of them. Obviously, mm-hmm. what team wouldn't? But Otani is it just feels like the priority right now, especially with all the reports that he could make his decision at or before the winter meetings. Right, like that's not a lot of time. So if you're looking at Otani's probably the biggest domino, and that's when all the other pieces start falling. Mm-hmm. Well, if the Cubs' number one priority is Otani, it would make sense that their focus is him. Yeah, in my opinion, that's fair, and I support that. I'd rather their focus really be on Otani than Soto. But I just find it inter- interesting because it felt like at the beginning of the offseason they were kind of, you know, part of like the the small rumors related to Juan Soto. But I was watching MLB Network yesterday, and John Heyman was on there, and sa- and he said that he thinks that the Yankees are going to go after obviously Cody Bellinger, Juan Soto and Yamamoto's like he, he believes they're going to get two of those three that I just named. And it's the Yankees. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, I think 
Cody Bellinger will end up a Yankee if it goes into January and the Cubs have already signed Otani. And this is coming from someone who said at the end of the year that Bellinger is number one priority to bring back. And that was because at the end of the year, I didn't fully believe in the Cubs being serious about Otani. But here we are. It's been a month and the Cubs are serious about Otani. And so I've shifted my opinion in thinking that I – Otani is number one priority for me. I, me and Luke Stuckmeyer stand together on the island of Otani or bust at this point. Uh, but I, so I, I believe Bellinger for for sure could be a real possibility for the Yankees. Soto makes a lot of sense for them. They need more youth. They need left-handed power bats. Um, and any team that's not trying to get Yamamoto, a twenty-five-year-old potential mm-hmm. ace, like. Yamamoto, he might be like number two right after Otani for me. I just, I just basically want all of Japan watching the Cubs next year. <laughs> they make them a lot of money. Be- oh, man. I just dream about oh. it. I lay in bed at night. I'm like, man, Otani, Yamamoto. The Cubs jersey sales would be oh. off the board. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you on that one, too. Like that, Yamamoto's a guy anyone could, should want, mm-hmm. right? As a Everything we've heard. I'm not going to pretend like I'm – I've scouted Yamamoto or I'm this expert on Yamamoto. I actually, um, last Friday's show, Brennan and Corey, Brennan had a really good breakdown on what Yamamoto brings. So if you haven't listened to that one, you should. Big um, of us, two days in a row. Yeah, look at that. Also, he said Palatine, completely wrong. Palatine, he said Palatine. Palatine. So yeah. if you're from Palatine, <laughs> Illinois, let Brennan know. <laughs> um, but he had a, a good breakdown on what Yamamoto, like, like who he is, his stuff, and what he brings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like... All of that and all the reports we're getting, like, there's a reason this guy is so highly sought after across the league right now. So, like, yeah, it's another guy that, of course, the Cubs should totally be in on, Mm -hmm. right? But, again, I think the priority right now is Shohei Otani. Like, that's their – if that's their number one target, like, it it would make sense that all the rumors or anything that we're hearing isn't, like, number one team Chicago Cubs, right? Because – what we've heard about Otani is the Cubs are one of the top suitors, right? Mm. So it makes sense that we're not seeing them being the number one suitor for all these other guys to, at the same time, right? Because yeah. that's, that's just like that all evolves, right? Like what we were talking about with the Cubs a month ago, beginning of the offseason, is a little bit different now than what we're talking about them now. Like this whole hot stove rumor mill, it's going to evolve. So, again, once the Otani uh, domino drops – you're probably going to start seeing the rumor mill change up and evolve a lot more to the Cubs going in different directions if they don't or even if they do get Otani. Right. Captain Tater Tot, dream world for me. He says, Shohei, Glass now, Bellinger, funky relievers. Funky relievers. The Cubs do like those funky relievers. And if if the Cubs somehow, some way, are able to get Otani and bring Bellinger back, that really would be like a dream offseason for me because I I don't think that they're going to be able to get them both. Uh because I think if they go after Otani, then I really think that they're definitely going to try and get Yamamoto after that. But, again, I would take that scenario. Um, so, yeah, DFW Susie, fine with using any all of these other guys as a distraction tactic if it gets us what we really want without giving up the farm. Man, that's a, I, I think we're I agree. going back to the I think Bieber, going, the Bieber stuff. Yeah, the Bieber Glasnow stuff. It could be very well. Like, like you the, the funny thing about the rumors is, like, you don't know which side it's it's always coming from. Mm. Like, the Cubs could very much be feeding this to some of the national guys to, like, you know, like, it, it, Bieber talk, right? 
could be feeding some Bieber information uh, on their their pursuit of Bieber to the national guys, so the Rays pick it up and and start to be like, oh wow, like we might run the risk of losing out a suitor for Glass now if we don't be careful, right? Like it's always funny with that because you don't know which side is actually giving out information to some of these national guys. So yeah, it could it, it very well could be that. Mm-hmm. Like it very well could be that is what I'm trying to say for sure. Uh, Godfather Michael Collada says better have a ban- a plan B when Otani signs with LA. I think no. the Cubs have a plan B. Can always uh, trust the Godfather to be yeah. negative. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> the, the pessimistic one of the bunch. I, I, I firmly believe they have a plan B. Um, I don't know what it is, but I, I think that they have one, uh, and that's why we've been talking about them being part of all these trade rumors and stuff because they're checking in yeah. and they're seeing okay, if we don't get Otani, then you know maybe we trade for Glass now, we trade for Bieber, uh, trade for Bobachet. Uh, so that that goes back to like why I was saying earlier at the beginning of the show that it's a big deal that they're all part they're part of all these trade rumors. So again, as as much as I'm 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 fully in on Otani, I do understand that they're not even like the Cubs aren't the number one favorite for him, um, and I understand that it's going to take a lot for them to actually get him here. So for me, it's like wait and see when that happens. Mm-hmm. And then try and fill out the rest of the roster after that. Because I'm sorry, Otani is number one priority at this point for me. If, uh, and I I can't imagine what it would be like at Wrigley Field for 80-some games with Shohei Otani there. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, what? We got about 20 minutes left. Yeah, we're going. Uh, I saw... I saw another article. I think this actually came out yesterday. Again, was was scrolling the athletic this morning. Big of me, credit to me. Um, and believe his name is Cody Co- Stavenhagen. Cody Stavenhagen. Thank you. Another he, Cody. He yeah. Cody's a great name. Um, he wrote an article at the Athletic, uh, basically uh, ranking the top ten worst contracts in Major League Baseball, and. Lo and behold, um, unfortunately, I, I and I say this unfortunately because it saddens me, uh, but Javier Baez and Chris Bryant rank in the top five of his top ten. I believe his number one was Steven Strasburg because he has so many – he's still – he's due to make $35 million each of the next three years, and he just retired because of injury history. Mm-hmm. Um, so – the Nationals going to be paying out all that money for a guy who's not even in the league anymore. So that clearly looks like a terrible contract. Anthony Rendon, number two. Uh, John Carlos Stanton, number three. And then Chris Bryant, number four. Uh, on a, What, he's going to be entering his third year of a seven-year deal worth $182 million. He's going to make $27 million next year. Um, and I think the biggest thing with Chris Bryant that we've all said, these honestly, not even – even before the Cubs actually trade him, was just the fact that he's just he struggled with injuries yeah. since 2018. Yeah. It just saddens me, man. Like that that he's fallen this far down to where now he's getting put on lists where he's the worst contract in yeah. baseball, man. Yeah, when it sucks to see, yeah, it's actually the fall because he was such an exciting player going back to when they drafted him, right? Yeah. Like, like they drafted you were like he wasn't like a random guy that you didn't know mm-hmm. and didn't like like. When he, he had a lot of fanfare when he got drafted by the Cubs. Like, he, mm-hmm. uh, who got drafted before him? It was Mark Appel. Mark Appel, right? Yeah. Like, he, the Cubs probably would have drafted him had he fallen to, to two, right? But yeah. they got Chris Bryant, immediately became one of the best 
prospects in baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, won like the minor league player of the year, whatever it was. College player of the year. Yeah. Uh, minor, minor league, league player, player of the year. year and then yeah. comes up rookie of the year. MVP. MVP, right? Like Did he all, was man. he was World awesome to watch. And then to, just to see where he's gone. I mean, he was worth negative 1.2 F4 in 2023. It's crazy. Like, that's great. Just, and and it, a lot of it has had to do with injuries, whether that was with the Cubs or with the Rockies now. He's had his fair share of injuries. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've said that the best ability is availability. But sometimes when you're just consistently getting bad injury luck, it sucks to see. Yeah. Especially for a guy that, as far as, you know, the Cubs organization goes – Helped so much in ending that 108 year World Series. Like he means so much to the Cubs organization because of what he did in 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how what he was able to to do to help end that drought. Like he, so that's why I'm saying like it. As important as he is to the Cubs organization, that's why even though he's been elsewhere for going on three years now, it's it still sucks to see how how much mm-hmm. he's kind of fallen off. When I was in Colorado in August uh, for the uh, getting to watch the collapse firsthand. Um, they were playing Bryant at first base. And, uh, of course, I think one of the games I went to, he hit a homer against the Cubs. Mm-hmm. The offense is still there. It's just, again, like you said, it's the injuries. And, obviously, his defense, even when he was on the Cubs, it's not like he was the greatest defensive player in the world. He actually played third base longer than I ever thought that he would for the Cubs. I remember when Bryant was making his, you know, making his way to Wrigley, people were like, oh, he's going to be in the outfield corner outfield spot whatever he's he's definitely not going to play at third base forever and he played third base every year with the Cubs until like his very last year I believe maybe he started the year playing a little bit of third base but mainly was playing corner outfield in 2021 before they traded him and now they're like he's consistently playing first base Mm -hmm. for the Rockies I'm, you know, considering I don't really necessarily know where the Rockies are organizationally. I think they have some nice pieces that I saw when I was out there. I've been on the DMVR Rockies podcast, and, you know, they've told me a little bit about some of the guys they got. Oh, man, who was the center fielder that was just uh, making – I can't remember his name. Doyle. Doyle, yeah, Brandon just, Doyle, yeah. He was awesome against the Cubs. Gold, like, gold glove def- yeah. defender. Nolan Jones also has uh, – he was – And Tovar. Ezekiel Tovar, too. Another yeah. They have some guys. Yeah. But – the, considering the division that they're in I, and the fact that they never can find pitching because they play at course field and it's so hard to pitch there it's hard to ever think when is this team ever going to be anything again i'm curious to how the rockies like if the rockies ever try and pull a you know an arenado with bryant just to get the the money out like pay someone 50 million dollars to take him like they did with arenado you know mm. um I, I don't i'm not i'm not saying that the cubs should be part of that i would love for bryant to maybe end his career with the cubs like on a one-year deal or something when that contract is over but um yeah just a. You, you you knew when he signed that contract with Colorado is that he just wanted to be out of the big market. Yeah. Like you definitely felt like that, and he definitely is, and no one's really talking about him, and that's probably what he wants. But I just, no, he I, should like I he. I think the, like, the no one's talking about him for the bad reason. That's definitely not what he wanted. Like true, he just wanted maybe he wanted to be out of the spotlight of a big city a little bit, but he didn't. Definitely didn't want people to not be talking about him because he can't stay healthy. That's true. That's true too. I I guess I'm just. I'm more sad about it just because following him through the minor leagues, he is the one guy that the Cubs have ever had that I was like, 
this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. I fully believed that he was going to be a Hall of Fame player for the Cubs one day. And he was yep. for three and a half years. Yeah, he, he looked like it. His trajectory was like sky's the limit. And yeah. Then, you know, um, another, the other one, uh, <laughs> Javi Baez, he was ranked number five uh, in this list. Obviously, he was one of the worst hitters in baseball last year. Um, 70, what, played in, I'm reading this, um, two, uh, 75 way runs created plus over the time that he's been a Tiger. That's what? 25% below league average. Yeah, that's like that's it's not bad. great. It, and it's what's weird is that like the strikeout rate has actually gone down, but he just isn't hitting balls hard and he's not he's not doing anything offensively. So, it's almost like they've tried to change him and it just has made him it's taken him out of like who he is. Yeah. And one of the things that I feel like Cubs fans and even like guys like Joe Madden when when he was the manager and guys within the Cubs organization, they always just they emphasize just letting him be who he is and you just let the good come with the bad. And unfortunately, when he was with the Cubs, the bad was that he struck out way too much, um, didn't walk at all. But when the good things were the defense in the field, which I still think he's doing pretty well with with the Tigers, uh, and the good when he's at the plate is he was a streaky player. So he'd go on a two- or three-week hot streak mm-hmm. and carry the Cubs at times, right? Um, so I don't – He's the one that surprises me more than anything between him and Bryant that he has fallen off this bad. Yeah. Like, I always thought, like, okay, when they let him go, I felt like it was the right move for the Cubs. And that was before I knew anything before, uh, knew anything about Pete Crow Armstrong. But I always thought that it was going to, we were, we were going to be okay without him because I just felt like some sort of injury history was going to come because he was such a flashy player that made all these incredible plays whether it was on the bases and on defense you know he swings so hard you felt like a back issue was coming at some point yeah but that hasn't been the case he just isn't good at baseball right now the last two years yeah which (laughs) which is it's like it's surprising because he's actually cut down his strikeout rate a lot right in the weird it's down a lot he's just not hitting i mean he, he he never had like a he did actually for a few years. I have a really good batting average, right? Like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But like he's hit two thirty eight and two twenty two the last two seasons. I mean, he's not hitting for power anymore. He only had nine home runs this season and five hundred and forty seven plate appearances. He's still a really good defender. Yeah, like he's still uh, able to make. He'll the, show up and play well against the, the White spectacular Sox. Plays. But I think what <laughs> that article said, he also led the majors in errors the last two seasons. Something yeah. like that. So like, yeah. that was always something with with Javi where he made. The incredible the play. plays that blew your mind. Mm-hmm. But there were definitely some times where he messed up on the routine stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he's obviously – he's still a good defender, but when you're leading the the league in errors for two seasons, like over a two-season span, like that's obviously not good. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's – it is, again, another guy that he didn't – I don't know if he played as big a role as Chris Bryant in ending that drought, but he obviously played a role – um, oh, yeah, and he, the the years after was like, what was it? Nineteen when he or eighteen when he eighteen when he was the MVP second, yeah, second MVP yeah. voting. Mm-hmm. So like he had a, a, another career where like Cubs fans adored him, man. Cubs fans adored Javi Baez. He had a great run with the Cubs, and then he was a guy that you know he got traded at the trade deadline when they hit the reset button. And yeah, it's been very tough to see what has happened to Javi Baez as well. Same thing with like I talked about with Bryant. It's been really tough to watch what Javi Baez has kind of become in baseball right now because mm-hmm. he has had just 
two years where he has struggled to to show that he's uh, I mean he again below league average hitter the last two years right mm-hmm. when we know how good of a hitter he could be when he's at his best so yeah it just it's another another guy where it's tough to see because again another guy that you know means a lot to the Cubs organization for what he did um, those few years so tough to see him yeah uh, his fall as well uh, the setup man in the chat says wasn't Javi quoted saying his confidence was at an all-time low last season baseball can really mess with your mind man and I'm not sure if that's true, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised because, yeah, he, he was – I think it was statistically – it was like him and Tim Anderson is the worst hitters in baseball last year. They were both on a cover for Sports Illustrated like five years ago, bro. Like, yeah. how the mighty have fallen, man. And I know we – like, every time we talk about the, the these two guys that we just mentioned and, and guys like Anthony Rizzo and, you know, even Wilson Contreras, considering all the talk of the last year uh, before he went to the Cardinals and, you know, when he went to the Cardinals, like, it just saddens me that a lot of them have fallen off. Now, Rizzo yeah. started the year last year off pretty well, but then the concussion thing happened and they really – like, the Yankees messed that up. But isn't another reminder that, like, how tough – this game is oh yeah like Javi Baez he's not old he's 30 years old because Brian's 30 something like that mm-hmm. right like 31 maybe yeah. like these guys aren't old players that are just like on their last life like, these guys are still especially the they're last two the seasons primes of their yeah career. they're still in the primes of their careers maybe getting towards the back half of their primes but they're they're still in the primes of their careers and they're yeah either hurt or struggling mm-hmm. so it's like it's another reminder of how hard it is like to stay healthy for 162 games or at least most of it mm. and to just perform year in year out like this game evolves every year the game changes every year players get better every year and that's why like some of the guys that a guy that had won the MVP a guy that was a runner up for an MVP a few years later can look so bad like it's just another reminder for me of how difficult Playing baseball at a high level year in, year out, how hard that is to do. So guys like Mike Trout, right, who did it every year for a good however many seasons before the last couple, right? (laughs) Like Shohei Otani the last three years had been incredible on both sides of the ball. Like guys that can do that year in, year out, year after year after year after year, that's just Mm – stuff like this just makes that so much more impressive because it it just goes to show how hard that is – that actually is to do. Yeah, I – I, I completely agree, and that's why I'm so in on Otani and some of these other dudes. Now, on the flip side of that, it's like giving out these huge free agent contracts. There is a huge risk. Like you, I'm sure the Rockies and the Tigers, especially since they're small market teams, they have to be wondering, like, man, how do we – how do we build this team with these massive contracts on here with these guys not producing the way that they need to produce? And the, the difference between those two organizations and the Cubs is like, I don't even have to explain it. Like the Cubs are the Cubs. And that's why with like, I hope the second time around or this next time around that they don't, if they make one mistake on a, on a free agent, they do not look at it as if they did with Jason Hayward. Right. The Red Sox a, wa- a, wa- a long time ago, they paid Pablo Sandoval $50 million to go away, bro, because the Red Sox can do that, all right? I know that there is going to be another free agent signing that the Cubs make that is going to look bad because every team is doing it all the time. They cannot be afraid of doing this. You it, Every trade, free agent signing, it is a risk. Absolutely is a risk. 
but is the risk you got to make if you want to be in the race to be a World Series contender, a playoff contender, something like that. You just you just got to be willing to make those kind of moves. Obviously, the front office has to be right. That's how they keep their jobs. They're paid millions of dollars to get those moves right. So, to bring it back around, credit to Jed Hoyer for not giving all that money to Chris Bryant and Javi Baez. I think Rizzo is like the only one that I feel like you can say, you know, considering they've had issues at first base, he's the only one that has gone on to been to be fine. Okay, he had the concussion issue last year and didn't play well after it and basically sat out the rest of the year when the Yankees realized they needed to just sit him. But other than, other than that, like, he's been pretty good for the Yankees, right? So I, I guess it's one of those, as a fan, you look at it and, like, my perspective is it's not my money. But the mm. Cubs also they can't they, they 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 can't get cheap again. They can't yeah. they can't they they if if something doesn't go right, they cannot say, Oh, because we paid Jason Hayward this money, mm-hmm. we can't be in on Bryce Harper. Yeah, you can't be you can't be scared for Yeah. That's kinda of what I was saying yesterday, is like you have when you're looking to compete, when you're trying to win World Series, you have to be willing to take especially if you're a big market mm-hmm. like the Cubs. You have the resources like the Cubs. You have to be willing to take the risks because the risks are what help you. Yes, they may not work out, but if they do, oh, look at that. Like, how, how, how great is that? How much does that help you? Could, would, would it be amazing if the Cubs could win a World Series on the backs of a bunch of guys that cost nothing? Of course. That would be, that would be the easy thing to do, right? You bring up nine guys from the minor league system and they lead you to the World Series. Mm-hmm. I think that's the ideal scenario, right, for any team. But that doesn't work. So you have to go out and you have to be willing to take risks. And if you're a team with the resources like the Cubs, you should be even more incentivized to take those risks because you can afford it. Mm-hmm. And like the Jason Hayward one, right? Like it didn't work out long haul. Like he didn't live up to the contract, but he won multiple gold gloves. He helped you win a World Series and get back to the NLCS and be a playoff contender for a few years. Did he, did he ever hit? No, but he was a gold glove caliber defender for a few years. And he was a great leader in the locker room, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, like, yes, the risk didn't necessarily work out, but at least you made you took the risk to try to win a World Series, right. and you did. You mm-hmm. won the World Series. Did you win multiple as you were looking for? No, <laughs> but you took the risk, and it worked out at least once. Mm-hmm. So if you're like Cubs, you should be willing to take that risk and just get get yourself in a better position where to com- to compete. Get yourself in a better position where you have more good players because we all know more good players help you compete at the highest level. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, the Padres and Mets maybe didn't work mm-hmm. out that way for them, but generally tried. the more good players you have, the better you should be, and the Cubs should be willing to take the risk on those good players because they can't afford it and they want to win. If they want to win, they should be willing to take those risks. I agree. We've been talking about a lot of risk, and you know what? I'm going to be taking a lot of risks tonight when I'm betting the entire college basketball slate on Circus Sportsbook. Uh, and there's three reasons why. All right, the tie money line splits. The games will strive to be a minus one to split on the Circus Sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use minus 115 or minus 120. Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. Uh, Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. They actually encourage bettors to download and explore other sports betting apps available just to compare not only the lines, but to see if they take stuff away from you based off their winnings. 
And then finally, this, the customer service, like, I can't talk. The customer service is second to none. There are real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chatbots. I hate chatbots. <laughs> Circa doesn't use chatbots. That's why I love them. All right. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa sports book at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. And after you place your bets, you should go over to Midtown Athletic Club. The or Midtown you can Athletic Club. At or you could do the same, yeah. But <laughs> you should go to the Midtown Athletic Club near you. Midtown's got four Chicagoland locations: Palatine or Palatine, if you're Brendan Miller. Uh, Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the North Shore, Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, and the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park, my neighborhood. Midtown Athletic Club. Uh, Midtown Palatine has launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024. Listeners can lock in favorable rates if they join before the end of the year. There's something at the clubs for everyone, whether you're single, you're part of a family with kids, you're looking to make lifestyle changes, or you're looking for holistic wellness. Um, you know, there's something to do for the entire family if you got kids, right? Like we got plenty of people at this company that have kids. They got childcare included with family memberships. So mm-hmm. if you're someone that maybe struggles to, to get to the gym with, or finding childcare or any of that kind of stuff, Midtown Athletic Club, it can help you out with that. Uh, it's got cool club features, super luxe locker rooms with wet and dry saunas and premium amenities, amazing outdoor and indoor pools and hot tubs, a collection of boutique fitness studios with more than 100 classes per week included in the membership. And this isn't gym quality. The spaces are boutique quality. It's got the best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Midtown has indoor slash outdoor tennis, pickleball, and paddle tennis. USTA, professional quality all the way. So if you are Mark Carmen who likes to talk about your tennis career all the time, Midtown's got tennis for you. Uh, head over to midtown.com slash CHGO to find out more and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Barb. I do not walk around Midtown with my shirt off posing in front of the mirror. I just want to put that out there. But, and I mean, credit to you for believing that, you know, big of you to say, um, but <laughs> that's definitely not me. Uh, we're going to Midtown tomorrow, actually. Go hang out. To hang out. We're doing some content there. Big. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so we've kind of gone maybe over. shoot some hoops. Yeah. Three-point sh- shootout. Little knockout, maybe. I don't know. Barb said you could take me and Corey to Midtown and be there, be our spotter. <laughs> maybe um, for Corey. Barb is totally like, she she is, and big of me to say, Ryan, but she is not giving you enough. Credit. Oh, I know. She's not giving you enough credit. She also thinks that you look like you're cold all the time. I, you know, I am kind of cold all the time, <laughs> but not because the studio's cold. Yeah. Um, okay, so real quick, I did want to mention before we leave because we probably need to get off the set. Um, Andre Dawson, it came out of the Chicago Tribune this morning. Mm-hmm. Andre Dawson, he wants to change his like Hall of Fame like cap. Like I, I guess on it, I don't. Is it on his plaque or is it like just? I guess I think it'd be on his plaque. Right. Is it? He wants to change it to a cub, like to a Cubs. Yeah. Hat. 
And all I have to say is that he is a king for that because, yes, he's quoted saying, I realize there will probably be some backlash, but at this point, I'm 70 years old. Do you think I really care? And all I can say is that that is very, 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 very big of him. So I'm all for it. Change change the plaque. He wants it done. He's a Hall of Famer. Put, a, put the Cubs hat on him. So Yeah, I – do they not get to choose? They're no, I think they get to choose, but I, like why? I'm not exactly I'm, sure what cap he's actually wearing. I've I think it's an Expos to. cap. It's an it, Expos I, cap. I thought yeah. it was an Expos one, but I didn't want to confirm. No, it. yeah, it's an Expos cap, but I'm like, I was. I guess I wasn't aware that they don't get to choose the hat that they put. I, I mean, would he have not cho- chosen the Cubs hat on his plaque? I think he, he just changed. I I think they get to choose, and I think he's just changing his mind. Oh, I'm. I'm I'm liking this is uh, from the Tribune. I believe that they get to choose, right? So, and that's what I'm saying. It's very big of him. So the Hall of Fame had taken the decision away from inductees in 2001, oh. reportedly after a rumor that Wade Boggs had a clause in his Tampa Bay contract to choose a double raise cap over the Boston Red Sox when he got in. Interesting. So apparently, yeah. So what? So they do decide it, not the player. At least at, at when Dawson was inducted, I guess. Oh. So yeah, this is. Um. So this is another part from that Tribune article. But when the, when Dawson was voted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame in 2010, he was forced to accept the Hall's decision to display him wearing an Expos cap on his plaque. Mm. The decision was made without consulting him, which stuck in his craw. When I think about them immortalizing a cap, it would be the Chicago Cubs for a lot of personal reasons, Dawson said at the time. When the announcement was made last night, it was a little gut-wrenching. So I guess he did not have the decision, but... Well, I, I was today years old when I learned that. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, if you didn't know, then now you know. But big of him to say it publicly. So now he wants to get it changed. Yeah. I, like, I mean, he was an MVP. Like, the he's blank in the check. Hall of Fame. Yeah, blank check. Like, I think more, uh, I at least for, for me, and maybe it's just because I'm a Cubs fan, so maybe I, you can't use my opinion or thought, but like when you think of Andre Dawson, you just think Cub. I feel like yeah. mo- a large majority of people think that. I don't think so. So well, I mean, he he was getting pulled out of the Wrigley Ivy in that one commercial a few years back. <laughs> yeah, like, he, yeah, <laughs> that's true. And he comes back for like everything. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, I know the Expos don't exist anymore, but well, they're technically the Nationals. But you know, I don't know. Anyway, just went in the show on that. Uh, there you go. Ended on a high note. Yeah, we're hitting on ending on a high note. Andre Dawson is my king. Big of me to say. Quote it. Put it on a quote graphic. We'll put it out on social media. All right. Tomorrow, we're back, 120. Again, I think Luke will be here, but don't bank on it or like don't put it set in stone. But I, according to our schedule, it says he'll be here. So for everyone missing Luke, he'll be here tomorrow. There you go. Um, so yeah, 120. Make sure you hit the like button on your way out. 66 likes. I know over 100 people are watching today. So make it make sense on your way out. Thank you. Um, I appreciate y'all for checking out the show. Uh, hopefully we get some big news happening between now and our next show. That way we can celebrate the Cubs making the team better. Uh, because someone asked in the chat, are the Cubs a playoff team right now? And I would say no. But there's still a lot of offseason to go. Still a lot of offseason so, to go. Um, they got work to do. Exactly. A lot of work to do. Get to work, Jed. Make a trade. Sign Otani. Do it all. Sign them all. Sign all the players. Trade, all the, trade for all the good players. I don't care how we get it done. I want... A World Series contender next year. All right. So uh, before we get out of here, I got one more ad to read, and it's you know all about Empire. All right. With Empire today, you, you get shop. You get to shop at home. 
convenience. The right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guaranteed. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats. But Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, speed, or competitors. Advertise low-quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. They keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. Empire's philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out of their selection is as important as what they put in. Empire's product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect styles. Their virtual home, their virtual floor designer is a great way to see how new floors will look in any space is easy just snap a picture and instantly instantly see how new floors will look in your room shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating you might talk to someone today who is working in plumbing yesterday flooring is all empire today does they live and breathe flooring ryan so you can be confident Amazing. you're getting honest upfront advice they provide themselves on their convenient shop at home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their floors, the what their new floors will look like in their homes, lighting and decor so they can make an informed decision. Service our own warranties if if an issue does arise, just call Empire. They service all warranties themselves. You won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number. So schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See Empire today slash CHGO for details. Okay. We definitely went way over, and I apologize to anyone uh, that is offset that is mad at me. Um, anyway. So we'll see y'all tomorrow, 120. Thanks for checking out the CHO Cubs podcast. Fly to W.